Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If your man can't buy you a Birkin, that is not your man. Um, and this is how some of our sisters are dating robbers. Mm. <laughs> this is how some of y'all are This is your second dating- strike. <laughs> next episode you might not be back <laughs> no some people are looking for a savior yeah some people are no, looking for true. a savior and that's a i think that's a problem have you ever seen 90 day fiance and it's like oh we're going half house but you're half yeah i can't afford you're it. another half away from being homeless like <laughs> yeah that's a, that's why my face <laughs> some people are looking for a, a paycheck in the form oh of a spouse. Gosh, yeah. Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney. And we are your online big sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. We are all about the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's episodes, we are going to be talking about finances within a relationship. Ooh. Yes, from splitting the bill to he must provide for me. Let's talk about <laughs> how much is too much to ask from your partner whether the financial burden should still fall on the man and whilst we all know how important finances are in a relationship when and how should you be transparent about your finances with your partner so before we get into today's episode we are going to be having a ding 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 dilemma one of the amazing sisters from the sisterhood has sent in um, a question and you can do so too by emailing us or dming us on instagram or on twitter at to my sisterhood so into today's juicy one yes um hey sisters i wanted to know your opinion on parasocial relationships i watched a really interesting video about twitch streamers and parasocial relationships I'll link it below if you want to watch it and thought that a lot of the subjects could also apply to YouTube or any online platform really. How do you guys draw that boundary between you and your viewers? Have you experienced a parasocial relationship and is it okay to form attachments to people you watch online? Ooh, juicy. That's a really interesting, uh, that's an interesting question, interesting dilemma. Indeed. And I think it's something that's super relevant in today's society because I think a lot of us have, by default, parasocial relationships. Mm. With a lot of the content creators that we watch online, with a lot of the like celebrities and folks yeah. whose lives we're invested in, yeah. right? Um, have I ever been in a parasocial relationship before? Or have I experienced a parasocial relationship before? Yes. And mm. unfortunately, it actually got a bit toxic. Okay. In the sense that... So, Courtney, you know me. I like being upfront and personal and close and I make it my business to like respond to as many people as I can when it comes to like their personal journeys and stuff like that and there was one person in particular who was like super invested in my journey Mm. and super supportive and all that good stuff and I had no idea who she who they were from anywhere um and then they sent me a really 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 long dm Mm. and me being the not full um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the compassionate to trying screaming. to be <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> me me mm-hmm. tr- me trying to um i guess help out a little bit i so foolish i gave her my number okay okay and it went downhill from right there. i mean they were calling and messaging at all sorts of like times and mm. hours of the night they wow. were talking about like mental health issues that they were experiencing. And I was like, look, I know you're super invested in my journey mm. and the things that I do, but I am not your support system mm. and I cannot be your support system. Mm. Even if I am a friend to you or I become a like reciprocal friend to you, I can't be all you that. Can't, exactly. And it got to the point where I literally had to like call in reinforcements. I had to be sending her links. I had to be calling all sorts of helplines on her behalf and then having to part amicably because Mm. I just, I Mm. couldn't do all of that. That's a lot to handle. So that was just like one personal experience of that. And ever since then, like it has taken some time for me to be like, go back to being like vulnerable and Mm. transparent online. Um, 
but yeah, in terms of like parasocial relationships in general, I think that, I think we always have to be careful. Um, I think it was, um, who is, who is the uh, content creator? I really do love her. And you've been talking about her. Adela. 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 Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> she did a video on the fact that yeah. like influencers are not your friends and rightly so. Influencers are not your friends. Yeah. Um, they are a source of inspiration sometimes they can be friendly mm. they can be a friendly face and mm. they can serve as proxy for certain things that you're going through right it's always great to see somebody who is you know again vulnerable and transparent about their journey somebody who's documenting their life or things that they're going through yeah. um with the interest of actually helping other people who may be going through the same thing or right. who need that kind of representation right. but where we need to be careful is we need to be careful that we don't become over-invested in their life mm. such that we begin to see ourselves as their friend. Mm. A lot of folks that you see online, you don't get to see their real life. You get to see a segment or a part of yeah. their life. And even though, you know, that part of their life that you're privy to is super personable and relatable and all that good stuff, you're not around them 24-7. Mm. You don't have any shared intimate experiences with them offline mm. and they actually don't know you like that on a level it sounds facts, so bad but facts. they actually just don't know you like that facts. on a level and as much as you may go to like a meet and greet and meet them or you might speak to them directly at some mm. point they don't know who you are mm. so i think we do need to be careful because we set ourselves up for disappointment when we expect that the folks that we're invested in online yeah should reciprocate that same love in yeah. the way that we want it to be delivered to mm. us. So yeah, I think they can be good. I think influencers and content creators, um, shout out to our like one of our last episodes where we were talking about toxic influencers and just content creators in general. They serve an important purpose mm. um, and they can be a great rallying um, community building space for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But... And I think that's something that we really emphasize here on TMS. Take these conversations, take the inspiration offline to folks in your vicinity. Mm. It's not just about reaching this out to it. that influencer or that content creator, but it. try and make that a reality within your own experiences, yeah. your lived experiences. But I've been talking a lot. Yeah, Go no, on. you haven't. That's been, <laughs> your that, that's, that's spot on. I think you have to see, like you're saying, like influencers and stuff can be inf- inspiration and and the people you see you can be fans of them and you can really love what it is that you see from them but friendship requires a different level of like proximity like you said reciprocity like it needs to be two ways and with parasocial relationships it's all one way you're invested in this person they can't really invest in you and you may see their time spent um creating the content and maybe DMing you back and stuff as them investing time in you. But it's not the same way in terms of their care for you as an individual. They may care for their um, audience. They probably do care for their audience and their community as a collective. But as you individually, they don't know who you individually are. Or even if they're familiar with you, Mm. they're not, you're not friends. And I think it's important to stay, um, conscious of that because then you can start to I guess ladle on some unnecessary expectations from somebody who doesn't actually want to fulfill that role and it's got nothing to do with you it's just the fact that this this is them doing a job or them doing a hobby or just creating content because they enjoy it um they're not opening themselves up to to be this not a content creator to be your therapist or your guidance counselor or your Mm. advisor like they might not be doing that part of the dilemma is about creating boundaries between you and your viewers and i think i've been doing content creation now for about five years Mm. and sometimes you do have to create that boundary of you know I have a life outside of social media in terms of I have other responsibilities. And I think sometimes people, obviously because all they see from you is what you put out there, um, they think that that's all that it is. And it's like, no, that's, this is content. This is, you know, edited. This is all of that. Um, You only see a fraction of Mm. what it is I actually do in real life and the responsibilities and the relationships I have. Um, And so sometimes just, remembering their human beings with their own lives with their own journeys and I think there is always a a place to open up that conversation about I actually want to be friends with you and I actually don't think that's a bad thing yeah but also then accept that that response could be 
I can't. Like, yeah. I can't. And also sometimes it can just be mad awkward. Like, okay, I want us to be friends. How do we transition into friendship with no history? Yeah. You have a lot of history with me. My content might have impacted your life. I might have given advice in a video that you implemented mm. that has helped you, which is why you feel like we do have history, but I don't have history with you in terms of your impact on my life, yeah. apart from um, you being a part of the community, which is something that is appreciated, but is not the same. Mm. And so I, I do think that drawing boundaries can be sometimes hard because you're toying with people's expectations of you. And sometimes you'll let people down yeah. you know they all there's that saying of don't meet your heroes right like yeah. they're going to let you down yeah. and i think unfortunately it's because of the expectations we have and also partly because of the brands that they create and so like you said with tms with my own personal brand just in general the transparency has always been there of i'm not trying to be i'm I'm not all that you need. I'm not a guru. I'm not someone you should like rely on solely yeah. at all. Yeah. I can be, you know, a source of entertainment, um, even advice, but I am not the closest person to you. And if you find that the closest person to you is somebody who is intangible, that's a problem. Mm, that is a really big good. problem. Um, yeah, that's what I would say about parasocial relationships. But like you mentioned, Adela Afadi has done an amazing yeah, video on influencers are not your friends. We're going to link it in the description box. Um, and if you are listening to the podcast on Spotify and uh, Apple or anywhere else, you can just go and search on YouTube for Adela Afadi and definitely subscribe to Sis as well. She's amazing. She's amazing. She's and so she's, real. She's exactly. And she's covered all of these bases and stuff. So definitely go and check that out. But I hope that answers... Uh, uh, kind of it's not really your dilemma but mm. it's a really interesting topic to mm -hmm, kind of touch mm -hmm. on parasocial relationships especially as social media evolves yeah but that takes us on to today's main episode uh. <laughs> finances within a relationship so we're going to start off small we're going to start off just simple simple you know small gist oh God. do you think okay who do you think should pay on the first date this feels like a Twitter TL it is a it is, it is, it is. But don't worry, guys, we'll answer and then we'll move <laughs> on to it. Okay, so this is a... I just think it's a very straightforward answer. Mm. It very much depends on what you're comfortable with. I mean, in my cultural experience, um, I'm from talking to the guys that I know and my dating history, the guy pays first. Mm. But you aren't always like that, though. You were like, oh a, yeah, no, I wasn't. Yeah, that's I wasn't. I mean. like, okay, fine, were, fine, yeah, fine, like fine. you were a split the bill. Fine, fine, yeah, no, I hear that. Do you know what though? I th okay, so Courtney's really draining me out here today. No, 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 because I want to explore. Because there's people with different yeah, mindsets. Yeah, like yeah, there are people yeah. who are like, whilst like similar to us, mm -hmm, whilst mm -hmm. we don't mind splitting the bill. Yeah, the guy usually pays, yeah, right? But yeah. then there are other people who are adamant that they will split the bill. Yeah, but I feel like you've been there, so you. Yeah, so I used to be at like adamant but it was kind of like a i didn't mind splitting the bill at all mm -hmm. purely because of the experiences that i had had mm. with men whereby a lot of the men that i had come into contact with in that context felt entitled mm. to something as a mm. result of paying for the bill so it was kind of like okay i covered the bill so i'm expecting you know a little something something at the mm. end of the night and from those experiences i was just like well if I'm splitting the bill, I can go home and I don't want to hear nothing about you want something from me or yeah. X, Y, Z. Yeah. So for me, it was very much more of a, less so a revolutionary thing. Yeah. Although like, if you do want to split the bill, that's very much up to you and go for it. Like 100%. power to you, girl. 100%. Um, it was more so a response to trauma, really, where I was just like, I don't want to have to deal with unnecessary expectations mm. and unnecessary entitlement mm. to especially when it came to like physical stuff like mm. i don't want to feel like i have to kiss you at the end of yeah, the day just because you, you paid. paid for the bill i am not what if i don't like you <laughs> what if i 100%. actually don't like you and it's like a hundred percent i don't want to give that power so after sitting with it for a while and also my repertoire of experiences mm. expanded mm. so i got a lot more male friends mm. um a lot more dating history and i realized well it's nice if a guy pays on the first day. It's really, really nice. Mm. And it's also like, it doesn't really mean anything. It's mm. just, a to me, it's a good impression if you pay mm. on the first day. And it's also like, 
there's no obligation. Like I have male friends that if I go out with them, they'll pay for the bill. But mm. that's them. They're adamant that it's like any girl. So it's very much like a personal thing. Yeah. Even though culture, like you'll see on the TL, hella people under pre- He must pay on the yeah. first day or else I'm not going out with him. He's a right. bum. Da, 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 da. And it's just like context matters. But ideally he'd pay. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think context does matter. But I do think, like you said, no, no, no. I th- I think first impressions count, right? Yeah, I've yeah, always yeah. been on the reverse. I've yeah. always been on the, if I, if we go on a date, you're going to yeah, pay. Yeah. And I don't think that it's, it's never been a by force thing. Like yeah. it, I'm happy to split the bill. I think people assume, oh, you want, you're just seeing me as a free meal. I go out to eat regularly on my own. I can pay for myself for yeah, whatever I like. Yeah. It's not that. It's more of a first impressions thing. Um, but also there are some contexts where, <laughs> I guess it's what you classify as a date. If That's you're true. asking me on a date, That's like true. it's different. If, okay, true, fine, do you know what I mean? Fine, if we're, it's, if it's just that. like we're friends yeah. and we were trying to explore something, but we haven't really asked each other on a date, neither of us, but we're going out, of course we're going to split. Like, because it's not a date. Yeah. But if it's like, hey, Renee, I'd like to take you on a date. Or, hey, Courtney, I'd like to take you on a date. Please. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I would expect. Expect, Because um, it's about impressions, yeah, right? It's yeah. the same way you would expect me to come looking nice. You know, I expect you to come looking nice. I would also, you know, j- maybe that's traditional, um, just a way of framing things, just with romance and stuff. But if you didn't, it would, of course, be all around the reason. I've been on dates where we didn't split. We split the bill, sorry, where we actually split the bill on the first date. And it worked fine, you know? Next date, he paid, though. I'm going to say that. I'm screaming. <laughs> this was like, yeah, You know what's date. actually, actually, let me go into that. Because at the date, yeah. we had, that was the first time of us meeting each other. And it was clear that it was a date, yeah? Oh, fine, yeah. So, um we're having a conversation and he's like, you know, what do you usually think about finances within relationships? And I was like, I don't expect the man to pay, pay for anything. And so he was like, oh, I mean, sorry, I don't expect the man to pay for anything. I, I don't say, girl, expect a, the man to pay for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay. So are we going to split the bill? And I was like, typically on the first day, I don't split bills. Like I, if I go out to eat on a first date, mm-hmm. I do expect the guy to pay. And he was like, okay. And I was like, what about you? He was like, I had no intention of paying for your meal. I was like, okay. So I paid for my meal. And I was like, but I hope you know that that's my expectations. Yeah. And I think that lying, outlining your expectations mm-hmm. is just what matters and seeing whether both expectations are compatible. Yeah. If you're somebody who's saying, I never pay for anything, don't get with someone who expects you to pay for everything. Yeah. You've got to be with someone who's also happy to provide for everything. I think that you can't, we always say this, you can't force yourself on anybody. It's about finding people that you are actually organically compatible with. Mm. Um, so that's what I would say. I think like what you said, context yeah. actually matters. But this is one of those timeline topics that um, are kind of inconsequential to things. So Amen. let's actually move on to something a bit different with finances and relationships, mm-hmm. right? Oftentimes these days you kind of see um, relationships and their success or their uh, allure being centered around gifts and gift giving. You see it a lot with rappers. You see it a lot with um, musicians, a female and male. Thieves. Okay. Fraudsters. I didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) But you see it a lot in the sense of, you know, for example, if your man can't buy you a Birkin, that is not your man. Sweetie. (laughs) Is that how you say it? So I struggled in the last episode. Sweetie. Um, Yeah, and the city girls, you know, that kind of culture of material gifts and mm-hmm. gift giving is a huge part of relationships and i think yeah. to an extent traditionally we've seen that in terms of a guy comes to take on a date what does he bring flowers small gifts and gestures like that but do you think that the expectations some women have now mm-hmm. towards finances within a relationship splurging gifts all of that do you think it's realistic where do you think it's come from yeah um do you think it's healthy okay so this is interesting because before this conversation i was literally talking to you about like femininity and yeah that kind of yeah stuff and, and the fact that lived experiences don't match up to social media mm. 
I would have to answer that question in two. The mm. first part being, in terms of the women that I'm around and my lived experiences, yeah. I don't think the expectations are that high. Yes. But okay, in terms yeah. of what is projected by women on social media and online and in mass, yeah. I think the, the expectations are ridiculous. It's so I think they're different. ridiculous. I wouldn't want to be a man. It's so different. I wouldn't want to because why... Even taking that example of like, oh, you're not uh, my man if you don't buy me a Birkin. I think people need to understand that like, that's a very specific tax bracket, first of all, that you're exactly. not in. You're not in it. Yeah. So the expectation that every single man must meet that criteria yeah. to be your man and you don't even live. <laughs> you don't, you know. You don't live up to you, it. You don't inhabit that tax bracket. What makes you think that you're deserving of a Birkin just because you're a woman? Hypergamy. Oh, God. We'll get there. Okay. We'll do, we'll do one at a time. Let's deal with all the girls want to climb the social ladders. We'll deal with it one at a time. One at a time. Um, but yeah, there are certain standards that mm. or certain expectations that we hold men to, mm. but we don't even live up to live up to half of it. Mm. So that like that in that specific instance, like with the Birkin bag. Like the average guy is not making enough money to buy a Birkin bag. The average person. The average person is not making enough to buy yeah. a Birkin bag. Let's understand that. And let's also understand that social media puts a spotlight on the like 1% or yeah, 0.01%. 100%. 100%. So all of these folks that you'll see them on like Twitter where it's mm. like, oh, you know, my boyfriend bought me a house mm. or bought me mm. a car or he bought me X, Y, Z. And that's not to say that you shouldn't like accept it if someone were to you know even in house. my head i was saying that's my portion i'm not gonna lie <laughs> listen <laughs> if my babes wants to buy me a house or a car you are welcome to you you're sir. very welcome to make that <laughs> deposit but it's not my expectation yeah yeah it's that's not different and i think that yeah we have allowed the expectations or the norms of a very very minute few mm. to permeate general culture yeah. such that it's ruining real life relationships yes. the yes. expectations are ruining real life yes. relationships because not only do you not live up to it nobody else will be able it's to live up to it either. it's unrealistic and then that now causes resentment yeah. and unnecessary tension yeah and not only that but us women are peculiar in the sense that if we have this standard for men why do we now get offended or upset if a man that's able to provide that has standards expectations. for us and expectations for us. Because a man that's able to afford a Birkin bag, he will have standards and he will have expectations. Mm. Do you meet them? Have you thought about whether you meet, you meet them or not? Yep. And when you make when you make it centered around those things, especially if exactly. you're coming across materialistic or it is by these material possessions that you measure the amount of love in your relationship, you may be taken advantage of. For example, 100%. with the Saweetie thing, um, just as a, like an example, if you're getting these gifts as a... Oops, sorry, I oops, messed up. sorry, this is to excuse my bad behavior. You've got a problem because it means that your forgiveness can be bought. If your forgiveness can be bought, that's fine. But let that be the truth, yeah, you know? Yeah. I think the... The issue is, like you said, a lot of people can't afford these things. And so even if you do bring it down to like, not even bring it down, you just put it in context for you and your partner. Yes, you may expect your partner to get you some things, mm. but don't expect it to be what you're seeing. Like you said, the 0.1% getting, whether that be a designer bag, a car, you know, anything because at the end of the day we're still trying to build wealth we're still trying to leave legacies of course we want to it's like gifts is your love language for example mm -hmm. it's something that you should make explicitly clear but i think these kind of boil down to you need to make your expectations known and not see them as a test yeah actually allow people to say whether they are willing to live up to those ex live up to those expectations or not sometimes mm. it's the le the less romantic part of the relationship where it's like i expect xyz you know i'm not just gonna leave you to figuring out figure it out on your own yeah, because yeah. relationships aren't meant to be done alone you know i think actually saying i like nice things whether it's in my tax bracket or not is different you know, I like nice things. Are you going to provide those nice things? 
you know, sometimes that's a conversation you need to have with people. Some people, rightfully so, will look at you and be like, you're crazy. Other people (laughs) look at you and think you're worth it you know, or, or not even just you're worth it. Yes, I can provide that. And I want to mm, provide that. Mm, and I don't mm. feel under pressure to, it's something I actually yeah. voluntarily want to do. Yeah. And that leads me kind of to another point on that. Mm-hmm. Do you think we put too much, I guess you've alluded to it, but do you yeah. think we put too much pressure on men to provide? Yes and no. Okay. I'll start with the no yeah. first. Um, because ding 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 patriarchy <laughs> i don't me. think we've mentioned yeah. it in a while it's been a I hot it's minute been a, still it's been a hot minute hasn't yeah. it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah by that we mean like two episodes though. yeah, it's yeah. Been two episodes. <laughs> it feels like a while um when we're thinking about the society that we're living in particularly yeah. here in the west, west yeah men it's not just women that are perpetuators of this idea that a man's value comes from how much that he provides this is something that is within society but like all genders are it, mm. it, like included within that you know conglomerate of folks that mm. are trying to see men as providers right and you see it amongst men as well it's not just competition um to secure a, a babe or you know to impress a babe but also men amongst men you know mm. who's wearing the, sh- the shiny shoe who's got the gucci belt around their head <laughs> who's got you know the- <laughs> You've seen it. I know you've seen I it. Know. I, I know. I've seen it. Image came with the Gucci belt around your head. Your head. If that doesn't scream, I'm making money. I don't know what does. <laughs> Wearing it like on WrestleMania. Oh. Anyways. You know that, and they hate the. I know the, exactly the, what you're talking about. It's quite sad. What is it? The Hermes belt. They'll be yeah. wearing it like a whole yeah. wrestling champion, yeah. boxing champion. Anyways. It's not cute, guys. Stop that. That competition exists outside of romantic relationships too. So men are not just under pressure from women to provide materialistic things, but they're also under pressure in society in general, as well as in competition with other men Mm. who can have the biggest house or, Mm. you know, the Tesla make the most money, especially Mm. money. Like we see those images of like all those rappers ring, ring. Hello. It's the (laughs) money bag. You know what I'm saying? It's the stack of thousands. It's the stack of thousands. And I think we can't just look at women and say, women, you're expecting too much too from much, us. Yeah. Understanding that this is a structure that you two have very much been a part of creating. So I don't want to hear that, oh, this is, like I've seen it on YouTube, I've seen it on social media where it's like, women, you need to lower your standards or lower your expectations. Well, no, you have to have some very serious internal thoughts as to why you think it's appropriate to wear a Gucci belt around your head and post it online in public. Wow, you're really on smoke today. In what public. did the man do? In public. No, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a lot. Because the easy way in, the easy way in is let's talk about the women first. Yes. So I was like, no, nah, let me Facts. deal let me deal with the Facts. men first before Facts. we start talking about the women because that provides the context as to why women expect are, so much. They have they expect so much, and maybe it's gone a bit too far. But those expectations were very much laid in the framework and foundation of our very society. Facts. So let's deal with that first. Yeah. Moving on to my ladies, my good ladies, right? it's a tough one when dealing with like women's expectations Mm. because our expectations are often a result of multiple different things right and social media and what the community says the imagined female community online says is now having a greater um slice of the pie in Mm. what influences us these days right before it was you know what did i see like my mother Mm. except you know what did i see people within my like community Mm. except in person Um, And now we have all of these voices on social media Mm. telling us what we should expect from men. Mm. It's starting to get a little bit disjointed and disconnected from what we should be expecting in reality. And it's starting to become, the problem isn't necessarily just about the amount we expect, but the nature of what we expect. These things are now starting to take precedence over, I know it sounds fluffy and annoying, but things like good character. Like, is it okay to expect a man to provide for you? But what about if he's an abuser? Like we can't overlook these things. And we're talking about like, oh, okay, cool. We want him to be able to be making lots of money. But are you willing to make the sacrifice of the fact that he's not going to be around you all the time? This is it. This is it. Yeah, this isn't like build a man workshop either. Maybe you're um, Mr. Right. 
will come along. Your Prince Charming will come along. He's perfect in everywhere. But that's a mm-hmm. very Disney, like that's a huge Disney complex. Yeah. That's not going to happen. You're going to have to find somebody who you're going to have to work with, you know, in whether it's not the money aspect, it's the character. If it's not the character, it might be the money, whatever it is. Um, there's always going to be something that causes you to develop as a person. You have to give room for that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. This whole... I love that you said Disney complex mm. because that's just not the world that we live in. Facts. It's not the world that we live in. And being able to give people, and it, it's a fine line between having expectations and settling, right? Because folks will say that it. if I don't have expectations, then I'm going to settle. Yeah. We're not saying that you should settle. Yeah. We're just saying mm. that you need to be realistic in your expectations. And you need to understand what exactly is influencing your expectations yeah. what are you giving weight and also why yeah because somebody that is you know a high earner or somebody that's trying to like keep their wealth in the family or stuff like that might have a very legitimate reason as to why they expect the person they date to be able to provide certain things yeah if the reason why you expect a man to buy you a birkin bag is because you heard it in a song lyric it's not a good reason that is not a good reason. Because when you're even in the dating phase and someone asks you, what is your expectation? And you say it and then they say why. And that's what you say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your relationships exist independent of popular culture. Okay. They really do. Like, Sweetie is not going to come and pamper you when this your is heart it. is broken. This is you it. You know, Quavo. Uh, or fu- in fact, Future is not going to be there gassing you up when you broke your girl's heart. Like, it's that's not how it works. You've actually right. got to realize... There's that, and then there's what you're in, which is reality, right? <laughs> which is your present reality. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's not to say I have anything against these people at all. They're yeah, yeah. doing their own journeys. They're walking out their situations as well, and they're figuring it out. It's when you take that as blueprint for your life, mm. that's a problem. Mm-hmm, like, that's mm-hmm. a massive problem. I think, like you said, there is a difference between having these expectations which are rooted in comparison, rooted in competition, um, rooted in just social media, glamour, goals, all of that, and having a standard that matches your trajectory and your life and where you see it going, which is where I guess hypergamy comes into play. Mm -hmm. If you're somebody who sees you want better for your family, you want better for your life. Um, and you've been able to push it so far, but in order to get further to where you're trying to go, you need someone who's a bit more up there. Shoot your shot. Why not? Who are we to tell you lower your standards, sis, if that makes sense. But for most people, their standards should be based off of compatibility. Your, their, that person's interest and your interest and also your future plans and their future plans. That's what your standards should be based Mm -hmm. off of. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where a lot of people kind of get it messed up because all of these, the nice things, apart from those people, like I said, who like gifts really matter to them. Like if you don't give them a gift, they're upset, right? Apart from those people, for most people, these are just the cherries on top. These don't really mean much. You getting me a bag doesn't really mean, like you said, you actually love me or that you care for me. Those things are reflected in deeper stuff, like the way you treat me, the way you communicate with me, um, the way you are when I'm not around. All of these things actually speak way louder than you buying me a nice gift. Um, But then what about if we decenter it from gifts? And I love what you're saying about, you know, hyper-masculinity and the way masculinity has been constructed because a lot of it is based on the, it is based off of the provider dynamic, Mm -hmm. which I don't, I mean, it's not just reserved to Western societies. I think it's everywhere, child. Like that, that dynamic of men provide um, and women maybe make the home or they do whatever. um, That is the dynamic that most of us are akin to and we, we know. But what if we take away the materialistic aspect of things and we start to think about provision, right? So to be honest, I think, I feel like this is another TL topic in itself, but in the sense of when it comes to provision realistically now in the world that we're living in, in the 21st century, women are educated, can work all of this stuff what does revision look like provision sorry what does provision look like for the 21st century boss boss babe girl boss you know babe girl. boss babe girl um okay 
in all honesty, I'm in two minds about this. Mm. Because on the one hand, if you're the kind of person that wants to be doing up 50-50 and, um, you know, when we come to things like, you know, splitting rent or splitting groceries and all that kind of good stuff, mm. that's cool. Mm. But I think we also need to understand that there are certain factors or life experiences or changes that we're going to experience where 50-50 will look different. Yeah. So we assume that, like, for example, um, somebody posed to the question to one of like my group chats was like if you're you know pregnant you can Mm. no longer work Mm. for a period of time um or you can choose to not work for a period of time and your husband or your partner bears the like financial burden of you whilst you're in this you know season is that cool or would you prefer to continue being doing this like 50 50 thing financially for me, the resounding answer is no. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just... <laughs> How's that even going to work? <laughs> it's like, you want me to be pregnant, eight months pregnant, out here with your child, yeah, working. So in the name of 50-50, egalitarian, not in my household. Um, so I think <laughs> in terms of what does 50-50 look like, mm. sometimes I think we as women take it at least personally for me, take it a bit too far Mm. in that we must be equal at all times in a very, very specific way. And that's always finances. No matter the circumstances, no matter the conditions, Mm. we must always be 50-50 and um, provision should come from both Mm. sides. And I think the problem with that is it doesn't allow for those different contextual factors or changes. That means that it's actually more viable for the guy to be paying more rent, for example, or for the guy to be, you know, providing more yeah and And sometimes it's the reverse exactly that's exactly what i was going to say sometimes it's the reverse Mm. right sometimes there may may maybe some circumstances where your man is actually not able to work as much if he like loses his job for a season yes or if you know he is under the weather if he's ill are you not going to be the you know financial Mm -hmm. provider or are you going to force this man to go (laughs) go and find work this man is looking at you he can't he can't see he has a he has a rheumatism his leg is broken and you're telling this man that he's useless and he needs to go and find work. But what what if he's <laughs> what if he's in between not in between jobs as in he can't get another job? Yeah. What if he's doing a career change? That's also that another... you might not agree with. Oh dear. Um... <laughs> like we always say this stupid example. <laughs> what would you do if you're like 40 and your husband's like, babe, I want to become a rapper? <laughs> Hold it down whilst I make it happen. It's always been a dream. Whilst he's there in the um, what do you call it, the studio, and he's there, and his the thing is his bars are bad as well. So his I'm bars are bad. So sorry. See, this is why. Listen, you guys, when it comes to dating, there's certain things you need to ask. Real, real, real life. Have you ever? Do you think you'll ever <laughs> desire to have to drop an EP? Yeah, <laughs> talk to me about that. Is there any point, whether it's in? your early life or around like the <laughs> middle period where you'll feel the urge to jump on SoundCloud. Please let me know in advance. But also how feasible is your success? I feel like that's that's the that's the bigger question. Yeah. Like yeah. it's fine for a guy to pursue his passion. Of course it's fine for anyone to pursue their passion. Yeah. What's the feasibility of success in relation to your responsibilities? Yeah, yeah. Exactly and I think that is. that's why it becomes a bit difficult because it's like, okay, you want to follow your passions, but we've got kids Mm -hmm, and we've got a mm -hmm, mortgage. mm -hmm. We have several mortgages or we, you know, there's stuff we have to do. We have Mm -hmm, responsibilities. And you see, the thing is, I think that when it comes to like dating and relationships and stuff like that, this is why it's really important to not just see yourselves as like man and woman or whoever and whoever, but actually as friends and as partners. Friends and partners, because thinking, oh, this is the man, this is the man, and he's my man, and all of that kind of stuff, yeah? When it comes to discussions like this, sometimes you have to level with him as a friend and say, bro, it's not going to work out. (laughs) No, no, bro, I love you. It's true. But this is not going to work out. You need to talk to him like a homeboy. Because in that whole, like, oh, babe, like, I don't think it's going to work out. Sometimes you have to say, bro, mandem, I'm speaking to you on a level, this is not going to work. And I think... Because we're so trapped, and we mentioned this in one of our other episodes, right? Mm. You are not going out with the world. You're not going out with the construct of a man. You're going out with an individual. And that's why it's super important to establish an individual relationship, individual connection, such that when these turbulent times come, you're able to construct a framework as to what your 50-50 looks like. like. 100%. Especially because we're living in a time where... 
to say you're going to rely on one person's income solely is quite unrealistic. Um, I do also think exactly like you said, it is definitely on an individual basis. What are we both comfortable with? What do these seasons look like? How are we planning ahead for them? If it is a case of we're splitting things 50-50, like in that uh, scenario, if I am pregnant, is it a case of we have like a, a, I have a money pot there that's like, this is my contributions for when I'm pregnant and I'm Mm, not working, at mm. least I can still give. Or is it that I must be provided? It's not just because I want to and I'm a woman, hey, it's actually, I need to. Like my my income is actually really important for our, our family to be sustained. All of these things come down to individuality. And I think that's one of the main emphasis of this, this episode you can see so much of the TL topics. You can see so much of Twitter talking this and, and they men come should back do that. At least and, every three months. Oh, it's redundant. Every three like, months. You can see all of this stuff, but at the end of the day, you're not living for the internet. And the internet shouldn't govern your life either. Um, think for yourself and think in relation to exactly like you said, this partnership that you're in, mm. you're with an individual, you're with a unique person, and you too are a unique person. Right. What's your circumstance? You might do something financially, which I don't agree with. I might do something which you don't agree with. At the end of the day, we're both minding our business and watering our grass and living our own lives because it works for us Mm. if it works for you that's fine um where it comes into question is when it's dysfunctional yeah when it's dysfunctional the sisters have to hold you accountable oh (laughs) and best believe we will best believe it so then i guess that leads us to kind of this other part of this conversation yeah would you Uh <laughs> would you say it is important in a relationship to be financially transparent? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. I think that, listen, finances, I've seen it before personally, many mm. relationships broken down because of not just finances, but communication about finances. Facts. Absolutely break down. Right. Finances is I'm sure that's one of the leading reasons mm. for divorce and stuff yep. like that. You need to be transparent about your finances, as transparent as possible. I have made it listen. That's literally one of my number one rules when it comes to dating. Right. I'm just like, I need to know where you're at. And this is not for me to judge you, but to judge where we can go. Facts. Facts. And this is not me like, I want you to be making a hundred racks a year or anything like that. Sure, aspire to that. That's nice. Yeah. But I just need to know where you're at, yeah. where you want to go. Yeah. How large is the distance between those two places and where can we meet in the middle? This is it. This because is even it. this whole question about like, you know, um, paying on the first day mm. and you know questions around like being a provider mm. how feasible are these things mm. and how comfortable are you having conversations about these things yeah. because again as much as you know relationships and marriages and stuff like that is about love this is also a business Fact. this, this is, is a practical. business transaction yeah and if we decide to take this further understand that there are financial implications yeah. when we come together this is it if we want to hang out financial implications <laughs> you step listen we live in london right you step out of london your Ooh, your toe is out you've already spent pounds. you've Ooh, already spent you've already spent and you expect this man to be whining and dining you and all of that kind of stuff you don't even know if it's feasible yeah. and this is how some of our sisters are dating robbers mm. <laughs> this is how some of y'all are this is your second dating. strike <laughs> Next episode, you might not be back. <laughs> Free Renee, y'all. She's in jail. She's in jail. Free Renee. No, but it's it's the truth. This is how sisters will be dating people who are actually breaking the law because they are exhibit, exhibiting all the signs, the classic signs of being a man and being mm, a provider mm. and stuff like that. Have you asked him what the source of his income is? And if he says, don't worry about it, babe, best believe you should you need worry. To, you, you need should, to worry. You should be... I was about to say, we don't even need to link it below. You know the number. <laughs> you know the number. I'm you know it's not going to be linked below. <laughs> no, because I was literally watching an ep- I can't remember what um, show it was, mm. but I was watching an episode um, 
a, a series rather that was talking about fraud mm. and that was when i think i mentioned this to you earlier when it was talking about like what's the meaning of dropping squares and stuff oh like yeah that, yeah i wasn't hip with the kids then yeah right and our good sis was on that show saying oh you know i didn't know that he was doing all this fraud he was treating me so nice taking mm. me to cocktails and all that kind of stuff every mm-hmm. week and then one day, you know, um, he asked for my cards and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden my card got locked and I found myself at the police station and he had stolen all my money. This is what happens when you're not transparent. <laughs> Tell me where your money is coming from. And yeah. this is not to say that you should rock up on the first date yeah. and be like, what's your credit score? <laughs> Facts. Have you ever had a CCJ? <laughs> Facts. Have you ever broken the law to obtain yeah. money? Are the bailiffs after you? Are the bailiffs... We need to know. We need to know, right? To know. And it's not necessarily the first date that you might ask this. Yeah. Or in some, you know, some cases. Some cases but I feel know. like that's when you're older though. And yeah, you know, true. like, you don't not have even just waste. when you're, exactly. <laughs> like, well, not even just when you're older, but both of you on the same page, we, yeah. wanna, we want this to yeah. be something. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And I've definitely been in situations where it's just like, listen, I have questions for you. Yeah. Because I don't want to waste time. Yeah. And I don't want to find myself in a problematic exactly problematic situation and also start Mm. how you intend to finish and a lot of us are just not starting well very true look at um you know in girlfriends Mm -hmm. that episode where tony found out that uh todd was in debt Mm. after they were married after see it's very tough it's very (sighs) tough i think what comes into play is two. what comes to mind for me is two things Mm. financial compatibility yeah the reason why we need to ask these questions is I have plans for my life. Yeah. You have plans for your life. We may have now gotten into a relationship because those goals line up. The question is, how are we then going to get there? Now we've agreed on the destination. How are we getting there? Yeah. If there is going to be anything that hinders us or could even propel us closer, we both need to know Mm. because there needs to be full transparency if we're going to go together. The issue, I think, especially in that um, unfortunate kind of scenario um, example you gave about the girl who her her boyfriend deets her or like fooled her. transparency cannot be one-sided and a Mm. lot of times you see a lot of abuse happen whether even just mentally emotionally because one person knows everything about the other and the other knows barely anything about them and finances is one thing that is so easy to keep secret it's because it's all very personal i can't access your bank account without you knowing you can't access mine without me knowing it's something that you have to um consciously and with effort decide to share with people the system's even built that way because it's all about privacy but in relationships you really do have to know how much privacy are we going to give each other how much do we agree to give each other and how much is actually beneficial Mm -hmm. because when it comes down to building a household together Mm -hmm. building a legacy together our understanding may be that we're doing this in partnership if we decide that no we're doing these things separately and you know all that we share is intimacy. That's fine. But let that be clear. I think what's unfortunate and where a lot of women get the brunt of it is men take charge of the finance. Yeah. She's in charge of her personal finances, but he's in charge of everything. And it's like, wait, I should also have equal knowledge of what you're making, what you're spending, what you're putting your money towards run me that spreadsheet. i need to i need to know <laughs> where where your expenses are going run me that spreadsheet. um even before you met me because like you said even with the tony and todd example from girlfriends this could affect my future exactly this could this. affect our kids future i need to know what i can do to help you or whether i should be with you and unfortunately a lot of people see that standard as too much you're Mm. overstepping i don't think that's necessary i don't think that's true at all because when we go and we decide to buy a house together they're going to be looking at both of our individual credit score if we get there and we've been doing la di da the whole way and then i found find out your credit score is one how that's gonna that's gonna lead to a whole bunch of disappointment right it's gonna lead to a lot of disappointment possibly resentment but now i'm I was going to say stuck, but now I I have to be here whilst you build up your credit score, something that I was not expecting. Fine, I can stay, you know, and that's what they call, you know, the ride or dies as she was with me when I was Long down. Long suffering. Well, she was, and to be honest, sometimes you need to do that. Yeah. And sometimes it's the reverse. I hear a lot of guys talk about they're with a girl, she's in hella debt. 
and she doesn't know what to do about it. And now they've got to stick around and help her. No wonder her expectations of, were so high. I'm, she said, she I'm, trying I'm, to get out of I need somebody to pay these bills. Did somebody say like, hypergamy? Hypergamy. <laughs> um, no, some people are looking for a savior. Yeah. Some people are no, looking for true. a savior. And that's a, I think that's a problem. Have you ever seen 90 Day Fiance? No. Oh, no, I have seen the clips on YouTube. Some. <laughs> that's, a, that's why my face. <laughs> Some people are looking for a, re- a paycheck <laughs> in the form oh of a spouse. Gosh, yeah. Um, yeah. That is problematic. Yeah, and I would just cause you to question your morals. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can say. But, you know, each to their own. It is your business. Um, but, yeah, I think that, like you said, there is an, a massive need to be transparent about finances. Mm-hmm. Um, but how... You said like in the dating phase yeah. that you sometimes ask these questions, Absolutely. right? So practically, what does it look like asking somebody about their financial history? But also, um, what does practically, what does financial transparency look like in mm-hmm. a romantic mm-hmm. relationship? Okay, cool. So first we'll deal with like how to actually ask folks about yes. their finances. The way that you do that is lead by example. Mm. So it's less intrusive when you start talking about your finances yeah. and creating the space yourself such that the person will feel empowered to talk about it too yeah. rather than you coming at them with the whole like, what's your credit score? Yeah. You can say something like, oh, you know, like, it's just, you know, my finances. Dude, yeah. like if they ask you what you're doing, my favorite was like, oh, what are you doing? Like, oh, I'm just handling my finances, yeah. you know, talking to my accountant. I'm currently working on some like credit building stuff. Oh, you know, my credit score is yeah. like, what's your, you know, yeah, like, it's, it's, there's ways it's, you can do it. Just lead into it. Lead ease. into it. Ease into it. Um, and lead by example. So if you want somebody to be transparent about their finances mm. in the dating phase, you need to be willing to lay bare. And that means mm. having conversations about, you know, some financial mistakes you may mm. have made. It means talking about, you know, what are the things that you want to do in future? Mm. Um, if you are thinking about, you know, investing or if you do have investments, obviously you don't have to tell them everything. Yeah. Like you can't be saying, yeah, so I have, you know, X, Y, Z investments and X, Y, Z. Yeah. Because that's how people take advantage of you in that phase. Very early on. Very early yeah. on. So you want to be mindful and create environments that make it easier and conducive to have those kind of conversations. Mm. Um, and it doesn't have to be over one date. It can yes. be you've been dating this person for a while. Every now and again, have conversations about money or, you know, watch things or send yeah. them things and ask their opinion on it. What yeah. do you think about this? It's all about that organic relationship building like it's almost in the same way that you do with a friend like yeah. if i was looking the time that i was looking for a new credit card i asked courtney i was like yo what's what's good with your finances and she answered um creating that culture very very early on sets the tone up for a like great foundation for your relationship right. and then when you do get into the relationship in terms of financial transparency mm. it means actually i'm super super practical so i like to do like quarterly reviews like relationship reviews and sometimes i do okay. this with friends as well where it's kind of like not just finances yeah. but also just general feedback quality of as relationship to how are things going how do you feel what are things that we could improve on all of that kind of good stuff insert finances into there mm. as well like do your financial reviews with your partner yeah talk to them about you know some of your financial goals and maybe if you do have a joint goal together Mm. you can hold each other accountable to that and get into the culture like for me personally if we're in a like long-term relationship there will come a point where we do things joint anyway so you might be thinking about opening a joint account or you might be thinking about splitting things a lot more like evenly yeah when it gets to that you know point then you want to make sure the process is as clean as possible, Mm. making sure that you, you know, you you have an idea of like, if we're doing 50-50, what percentage of how much you're making is that going to be? Because sometimes 50-50, what looks like 50-50 is actually not feasible. It's somebody's 70%. And it's like, oh, we're going half-half, but you're half. Yeah, I can't afford it. You're another half away from being homeless. Like... (laughs) (laughs) If we do the next bill... (laughs) Yo, if we split the next bill this week, (laughs) if we split the next bill, you're gonna be homeless. 
And that's why transparency is so important and put egos aside. You have to be so real <laughs> about, I cannot afford this. Like, I know you can, but I might not be and able to. Fine. And make it okay. And it's comfortable. In the same way that like, even amongst our friends, yeah. yeah. When we're going through rough patches, we'll be like, yo, we're not going out. <laughs> no, we, we can't do this can't because that. I can't afford that yeah. right now. And there's no shame in it. I think there's so much stigma attached to budgeting in yeah. relationships it's yeah. always oh you need to be lavish and if you love me you'll spend your life savings no. on me in this instance if you love me you will keep those life savings because we got a long life ahead of us and we need the say money. it again say it again if you love Bruh. me you'll be responsible. responsible just be responsible exactly whatever that looks like be responsible and you really really <sighs> must interrogate their financial habits as well. I was going to say this. Interrogate. Because it's nice that they're buying you all of these things, but all the time. Do you have a problem? I was going to say, exactly. Do you have a spending problem? (laughs) Exactly. Oh, I love that. I I love what you said. I think the highlight is, like you said, transparency is based on trust. Yeah. So don't feel the need to like convey all of this stuff with somebody you don't trust. Mm. If you trust the person, cool. If you know your journey and together, they're going to be cool with it. You're in a safe environment, then calm. Spending behaviors really matter. They really, they really matter. And this is not just in the context of what do you buy me? How do you spend your own money? How are you managing your personal finances? And a lot of that doesn't even need to be communicated. It's just shows through your behavior, right? Mm-hmm. If we go out or if, if I see you constantly buying stuff, you're constantly buying new garments, you're constantly buying new clothes, new yeah. shoes, you're constantly, and this goes for men as, and women. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we don't, because this framework of men are the providers, sometimes sometimes it may be changing now we don't necessarily spend with future in mind yeah it might be short-term future and like maybe i'm saving towards a specific goal but we don't we just spend knowing that someone else has got the other stuff you know yeah Yeah. you can't do that anymore i think paying attention to are you overspending? Because I know how much you make. Or, yeah. you know, I know what your job role is. So I know kind of the vicinity. It's not that I'm counting your coins, but I just know mm-hmm. you're not a millionaire, maybe. Mm-hmm. The way you're spending is definitely out of your budget. Mm-hmm. It it shows me that you're not really that responsible. You're, you're spending, irresponsible. You're spending like a drug dealer. Your, your, your spending habits are too much to, for me to... I need to pull you up on it. You know, if I'm in if I'm in a position where I can call you up on it, I'll call you up on it. Because this is not a narcos episode. I'm screwed. No, but it's true. <laughs> it's spending like you got drug money. That ain't this. This ain't that. James St. Patrick, where? Or James St. Patrick? Where he had investments. <laughs> <laughs> he had investments. <laughs> no, but on a real like, if if I see that your spending patterns and your behaviors don't match up with the goals which you have expressed to me, not what I'm projecting onto mm-hmm. you, because you might not have goals, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. we're not financially compatible, we're not compatible, right? And I shouldn't project onto you what I would do with your my money. Yeah. I should watch what you do with your money. But if you've expressed to me these are my goals, yeah. you're giving me because we're in a relationship, because we have intimacy, you're giving me the room to hold you accountable. And I will hold you accountable to the oh. fact that you're not spending in line with your goals. Yeah. It's the same thing that I do. I do it with Renee. She may think I'm overstepping, but I'm going, yeah. I'm I'm your yeah. friend. I'm gonna hold you accountable. Yeah. If you're telling me I want to buy a house, don't buy this stuff, you know, save. I think having that reminder there that we need to set ourselves an expectation to be financially compatible and romantically compatible. Mm. Like I was saying with love, like with relationships, we always think, do I find them attractive? You know, do we have the same goals? Are we financially compatible in terms of our mindset around money? Is he a, is he a saver? Am I a spender? Is he, some people are actually, what do they call it? Um, frugal, like yeah. to the max, yeah. like, that hyper frugality may not be something that you want. I even need to tell you a story. I think <laughs> what you're not gonna like this. What one. is it? Um, I can't remember what it was called. I think it was like um, Extreme Savers or oh, something like that. That show. <laughs> no, 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 these no. people will wash their plates. <laughs> 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 Can you wash your plate, wash your clothes, and bath in the same water? No, you know what? 
It's the craft. <laughs> and then boil your food in it. <laughs> is it a trauma? Is it a trauma? It was for me. It was the sharing. It has to be trauma. Water. I had to click off. No, no, I had to click off because that is nah, that's social sorry. services type situation. That was this woman. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so there's so many, there's such a range of people on these shows. Oh my like, gosh. People who don't buy food, they'll take food from the bins. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry I'm laughing, but they do create these shows for entertainment, so I've got to laugh. There are, did you see the video of that woman who makes her lasagna in the dishwasher? <laughs> there are people who they don't buy toilet paper because there's frugal as in we use coupons yeah like there's frugality like i use coupons Mm -hmm. i use everything till it's finished that's good that's resourcefulness then there are we need to go to (laughs) betterhelp.com to my sisters we need to figure this one out Yeah, she didn't didn't buy um, toilet paper. They just cut up newspapers as if it's 1938. No, but there was also one lady who said that every time she goes to the bathroom, she uses one square. (laughs) (laughs) One square of toilet paper. Not just one square. Your fingers smell. You smell. You smell. Does she bath every time? I guess not, because that's anti frugality. So you smell. (laughs) Tell me, you your first thought is not. Does she smell? Because how? Do you know how thin one (laughs) is? The fact that it was one ply that I said no. We have to click off this. (laughs) Like for number one and number two. She smells. It's okay. Do you know how thin one ply of toilet paper is? That's actually sad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's so funny. Oh my gosh. That is actually so funny. Basically, observe behaviors <laughs> and please. Because <laughs> there are some people who are extremely frugal. You might not be able to live with no, that. No. You know, if you're... No. Let me not, let me not, let me not, <laughs> let me actually not. It's very filthy sometimes. <laughs> but like, if that's something you can't live with, <laughs> don't get the giggles now. <laughs> if that is something you cannot live with, you need to make that explicitly clear. <laughs> that means that financially we are not uh, compatible, right? If that person is a lavish spender, as in like they spend like tomorrow is not coming, as in that's another issue. You know, if you're not comfortable with that, so it comes down to: Are we financially compatible? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are, do I trust you enough to be transparent? <clears throat> and what is your spending behavior like outside of the context of this romantic relationship? Yeah. We're not just talking about you buying me gifts. We're talking about how much you spend on yourself. How much do you give? How much do you um, save? All of these things. What What is your credit score? Do you give towards retirement? Do you have investments? All of these things. Do you have a pot where you're saving for a house? Are these things even important to yeah. you? Do you have life insurance? Okay, like let's figure this out. Let's figure it out according to your goals. I'm not going to project anything onto you because I'm just trying to make sure we are compatible. I'm not trying to shape you into what I need. Mm. You are your own person. What do you want out of life? Yeah, that's, that's what beautiful. I say. Wow, we've definitely had a good chin wag. Nah, that was serious. I but was that, cackling is it extreme? Yeah, I think it is extreme savings. Something like oh, that. Oh, no, man. Because I think most, like... The likely thing is, oh, you want to find somebody that's good with money. And people think that means that, oh, they're good investors or good savers. But there's people that take it too far. Some people mm-hmm. are good with money, child, but they smell. <laughs> and they're hungry. <laughs> By choice. By choice. You know? No. Figure out that bondage. Anyways, I, wow. 
what an episode. What but an yeah, episode. I guess this is more so the beginning of a conversation. Yeah. Because we want to hear what you have to say about... That was excellent. <laughs> Hold on a second. Wait a moment. You can hire me wow. uh, for your talk shows. Uh, yeah. That was an excellent... Se- I'm going to let you finish. That was good. <laughs> oh, man. Run that again. That was... Run that track again. That was good. That was really good. I enjoyed that. I thoroughly... I th- I'm sure you guys listening wow, thoroughly. You're really that. gassing me. Oh no, man. I was thinking the beginning of a conversation. Yeah. You already know where oh. we're at. It's the outro, baby. Okay. Um, Take us yeah. home, Miss Courtney. <laughs> Take us there. Okay. This is just the beginning of the conversation. We want to hear what you have to say. And if you're on YouTube, you can comment down below. Let us know what you think about finances within a relationship. Expectations versus standards, transparency, full disclosure, whatever it may be. Let us know your thoughts down below. And if you want to talk to us more, you can join the sisterhood. Come over, talk to us over on instagram and on twitter at to my sisterhood i genuinely do feel like this is gonna be a good this one, is gonna be a yeah. good conversation down really in the comment section um yeah if you're listening on spotify and apple just run over to youtube or on instagram yeah. and just hear what the girls have to say absolutely and please please comment your experiences too we too oh, would like to, please. We would love to chuckle. there's so much we could talk about man some some of us have been taken for idiots but it's before. it's all right it's okay we live we learn <laughs> we, we grow we glow Oh, another one. We're not going to end this episode today. Another sorry, one. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. We're really on okay, fire okay, here. Okay, okay. No, no, no. In all seriousness, yeah, you know the drill. Come say hi to us personally on our pages at CD Boateng, at Renee Kapuku. And of course, if you're not there already, where you been? Look where? how many episodes in now. Come on, sis. We're only going to grow more and more. So there you, you might as well. Head over to twomysisters.com to join the mailing list and get all of our exclusive bits and pieces. <sighs> we'll see you in another episode. And remember, don't let anybody take you for an idiot. No, no, no. That's a good way to end. <laughs> Cut it there. Keep glowing and growing. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com